Hey, welcome to the Chad Franco podcast, where we will be talking all things lifestyle, fitness, nutrition, mindset, and anything else that can help you be the best version of yourself. My goal with this show is to share my years of experience to help you simplify your own health and wellness journey and understand how to meet yourself where you're at. Hey friends, welcome to episode 30. This is the Ask Me Anything episode. Um, About, I guess, three, four weeks ago, I had posted on my social media uh, about any questions any of you had they wanted to ask me that I would be addressing in this episode. Um, I would like to preface by apologizing. Um, I was a little overzealous and I said, My statement was I'll be taking the top 10 questions and answering them in this uh, episode. And after further review, um, and thank you for the overwhelming amount of questions that came in, while some very fun and comical, some were very amazing, awesome, made me do some research and some deeper thinking on how I wanted to respond to them uh, without you know, going too deep down the rabbit holes. Um, but where I'm going with this is I said I was going to respond to the top 10, and that's a little... Um, Yeah, just excessive and overzealous on my part. I think I would spend three hours here talking on, I mean, honestly, I could spend multiple hours talking on each of the questions just individually. So to think I was going to address 10 of them in one of my episodes that I try to keep around, you know, 30 to 40 minutes, typically they're under 30 minutes. Um, So anyways, apologies for that. I'm going to be addressing uh, three of them that just stood out to me that I knew I could keep under, um, you know, the time frame that I shoot for typically. Um, and then I will be addressing the other questions later. There were a couple really good ones that really resonated with me, with my own ex- personal experiences, as well as experiences with clients that I'm actually going to be making into full podcasts. Um, because there's just so much to discuss on it. So those of you who asked those questions, thank you for the prompts. Uh, Those worked wonderfully to help me with some podcast ideas and topics, Um, and they will be coming out soon. So uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled for those. So um, guys, number one, this was actually the very first question that came in, which was one of the reasons I wanted to use it. And um, I thought it was actually a good question um, and one that could be addressed for many people. And that question was, what keeps our weight stagnant even though we're doing everything consistently? So um, guys, if you know me and have listened to me speak long enough and you know followed my content long enough, you'll know that the response to this is essentially my response to almost everything when it comes to anything client-based, anything fitness, wellness, and health-based. And that answer starts with, well, it depends. It depends on a laundry list of items. What would keep your weight stagnant, even though you're doing everything consistently? So I essentially had a conversation with this individual who shot out this question in the DMs, um, which you know went on to diving into other conversations and peeling back the layer of the onion on many other things, right, and opening other doors and things that we needed to address. But essentially, if your weight is stagnant, i.e., if you're trying to lose weight, which is what this individual is doing, um, there's a multitude of reasons that could be happening. And first, we have to be able to pop the hood and look at 
all of the systems, right? I need to look at, you know, your daily life. I need to understand what happens when you, the individual, wake up in the morning and all day long until you go to sleep at night. And I need to know what that looks like on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, and what that's looked like for the last year. So question number one would be, well, how long has your weight been stagnant? That's question number one. Number two, where did your weight start when you started this journey? Number three, where is your weight currently? So, i.e., has the weight changed? Has it increased? Has it stayed the same? Has it decreased and you've lost weight? And how long of a time frame was this, right? Those are just some basic starting points on, well, why is your weight stagnant? Um, one of the biggest reasons I see out there why people's weight is stagnant, right, is that they're just not in a caloric deficit. And if you can research till, you know, the sun goes down every night for multiple days in a row, you can look back up upon years and years of research and articles and studies. You can ask, you know, very high level educated coaches and dietitians and nutritionists and anyone in the health wellness space. And you can ask those people who are highly qualified and those who are arguably underqualified and new to the scene. And at, at the end of the day, you would come back with an average answer of, yes, you can lose weight or you will lose weight by being in a caloric deficit. If you eat less calories than you're burning and that your body needs, you're going to lose weight. That is what happens, right, to the human body. Now, how that gets taken out of context all the damn time, which is very frustrating for those of us coaches in the fitness and wellness space, is that you cannot live in a caloric deficit, right? A caloric deficit is something that needs to be done for a short period of time. That period of time is based on the individual, based on their adaptation rate, based on their health and their vital signs, based on their goals, and another laundry list of things determines how long one could live and or survive and thrive in a caloric deficit. So that is how you would lose weight. And where I was going when I first started this statement here earlier is that if you're in a caloric deficit for an extended period of time, that is where we start to cause problems. We start to cause problems with our metabolic health, with all of the systems in our body, because now our body shifts into survival mode. And it's like, bro, we're not getting fed. Holy shit. We need to survive. We need to hold on to everything that we can. Every single thing that our body is being given right now, we need to hold on to for survival because that's what our body is designed to do. And so that is where one place someone's weight would say stay stagnant. Maybe you have been in a caloric deficit, which was working. So you're like, yeah, this works. So I'll just keep doing it, which is where most people fail right? Because that's not how it works. You've got to be able to shift out of that and get back into eating maintenance calories and get back into appropriate training that align with your goals. And then you revisit a caloric deficit later down the road, right? So that's just one reason of many, many, many why your weight could be stagnant, right? Maybe you need to adjust your macronutrient ratio. Maybe you're eating too much fat and not enough protein, or maybe you're eating too many carbs and not enough protein. Or I could give you any example of all of those ratios, right? But if you were to really simplify it, if you just ate enough protein for your goals and you ate an appropriate amount of calories for your goals, then you could have a very decent, solid maintenance 
energy slash caloric intake, right? You could do that for, let's say, three months, and then you could shift into a caloric deficit for a period of time based on the individual, and then you would lose weight during that window, right? That's just an example, a very simple, basic example, right? Without getting too nerdy and feeling like, shit, I need to measure and weigh everything. I need to meal food meal prep every Sunday for five hours, and I've got to read every label and buy all of the most expensive organic food. And while, yes, there's a whole nother topic of conversation and controversial argument that could take place on whether or not you need to eat organic or eat this or eat that or eat... Th- you know, this before noon or drink that afternoon without, if we just remove all of that complexity of, of all of the, you know, fear that's based, fear and confusion that's based around just food as a whole for us to survive as human beings. Like it's not that complicated. It really isn't. It's just eat real food and stop eating processed garbage. That would be one way to really help. Right now, When someone just comes to me with a broad question like that, right? Like, what keeps our weight stagnant? Obviously, like I've just mentioned, I need to pop the hood. I need to understand the big picture. Maybe you're doing, maybe you're doing everything perfect with your nutrition, but maybe you sleep like shit. You're not hydrated and you're stressed to the maximum, right? It's like your stress level, you're living in this state of stress where like your body is in fight or flight all the time, all day long, all day, er day. Your body's like, holy shit. We gotta watch our back. I'm stressed. The, I'm stressed the hell out. I gotta. I gotta. Uh, oh my gosh! And if that's right, you can imagine. You've seen that person, or maybe you've been in that place, right? That that example I just gave. If that's you, then your body is stressed to the to the max, right? Your cortisol levels are through the roof, and your body's trying to survive. So that could make things stagnant, right? So it, a lot of times, this stagnant issue or just if, if I'm staying on the topic of just why is our weight stagnant, that issue or problem or stagnation, if that's a word, um, could be from so many things outside of just nutrition and training. So yes, that is where we would start. Yes, I would want to see a seven-day food log of everything that goes into your body from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, macronutrient breakdown, the times you ate everything, the quantities, the amounts, right? How much you're eating, all of your calories, show it all to me. Let's look at it. Okay, now let's dissect it. All right, now let's look at your training. What does your training program look like? How many days per week do you work out? At what intensity levels? How many days do you resistance train? How many days do you do cardio slash aerobic work? And what else do you have going on? How many days are you doing high intensity? Maybe you're doing too much. Maybe you're not doing enough. Maybe we need more variance in your training. Maybe we need more variance in your diet. Um, so there's so many things that could go into that, right? And then what I'm going to call part B of that question was, even though we're doing everything consistently, right? And that is where with this individual, when I had the conversation on the sidelines was really about, okay, can you elaborate on what is doing everything consistently, right? Because like I just mentioned, many times weight stalling out or plateauing or what this question was, why, what keeps our weight stagnant can have a lot to do with our stress management, our sleep or lack thereof, our hydration, you know, our environment. So many things play a role, right? So once I look at a nutrition log, that's very detailed that I can go to with a fine through with a fine tooth comb. I'm able to analyze your training program and understand 
what that training looks like. What are your, you know, what are your RPEs for each session? What kind of loads are you using? If you're even lifting weights, if you're not, well, maybe that's a problem. Like anyway, dissecting the training program, right? And then after that, understanding, well, what is this everything that you think you're doing consistently? I'm not going to give you my list of what everything is. I want you, the individual who's asking the question to tell me what is the everything that you feel like you're doing. And oftentimes that is where we'll see the missing link, right? Of the, oh, you sleep four hours a night and you're stressed to the max. This actually has nothing to do with your food and with your training, right? It has to do with these other things, these other lifestyle practices, which is what I see very frequently with many clients that I work with and many people who just come to me uh, as a consultant, right? To just like, hey, can I, you know, pay for some of your time? I have questions. I need answers and direction. I know how to do all the other stuff. Awesome. I would love to help you answer those questions. Okay. So uh, I hope that was enough um, meat to take something away from that of all the things you need to look at. If your weight is stagnant, where you would start, of course, with the basics, food, training, and then dive into all the lifestyle practices, right? Okay, question number two that I'm going to answer um, because I found this one to be something I've heard since I've been a coach and a gym owner in the fitness industry since 2009, and that is how, well, this is kind of a multi-part question or yeah, multi-part. The way it was asked, how can I get in shape at home before working with you? I'm going to just kind of throw a little twist to the question and be like, how or, you know, uh, how fit or how conditioned, how in shape do I need to be before I can go sign up for the gym, for the boot camp, for the trainer, for the yada, 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 right? Fill in the blank. This question was specifically before they work with me, but I'm just going to throw in any coach, any trainer, any program, anything you think that you're doing. And my answer to that question is you, you don't. There's a reason that you're not in that shape right now if you've been at home. You're not doing it on your own. You're not doing it without the professional guidance and the direction and the coaching and the appropriate alignment of a plan and the accountability that's required to show up somewhere and do the damn thing. So no, my, my question, my answer to that is always, no, you, you don't need to get in shape before you work with me. You come to me and I'm going to help take you to that place. I'm going to help you learn how to do that. I'm going to assess you appropriately with all of the ins and outs of everything I just mentioned for the stagnant weight situation, right? Your lifestyle, your stress management, your sleep, your career, your works, your life schedule, your training program, how you eat, all those things we're going to assess. We're going to audit it all. We're going to lay it all out on the table and be like, all right, this is where we are. Then we're going to go through a physical assessment, be that in person or virtually. And I'm going to watch you physically move, doing all of the basic fundamental move, human movement patterns, right? And then we're going to have a conversation about, all right, this is where you currently are. This is what step one needs to look like. Now, I will add to that by saying many of my clients are do train at home. Many of them don't go to a gym. Many people I work with are starting literally from ground zero. And that means I don't need you to go to a gym. I don't, we don't need access to a bunch of fancy equipment and all the things, right? I just literally need to have you revisit connecting with your body, aligning with all the things that are health, wellness, and human movement related, right? 
Um, and so many of my clients do train at home. They're doing wall sits in their living room. I posted a video not long ago, one of my clients doing elevated pushups from her bathroom sink because that's the resources she has right now. And you know what? She's killing it. She's losing weight. She's getting stronger. She's building lean muscle. Um, and she's doing all the things. Um, because she is following an appropriate program consistently. She could be someone who's sitting at home asking that exact question. This was not her who asked the question, by the way, but she could be that person making that excuse like, well, I got to get in shape though before I go work with Chad, or I got to get in shape before I call that coach and you know work with them. I got to get in shape before I go sign up for that class and go, t- and go start working out with my friend Sally at SoulCycle. TM or whatever, right? Um, So whatever the case may be, right? Like there's a reason that you are where you are. So whoever you are, and I know there are many people who ask this question, which is why it's one I wanted to address. Please do not feel like there is a specific level of shape or fitness that you need to achieve before you choose to go work with a professional. Even at a bare bones minimum, if you were to go do the challenge or the boot camp or sign up for the group class, if any of those things are your jam and what needs to get you started, even if that was where you wanted to go and do the thing, at least there would be someone there who could give you some type of guidance to make sure that you're doing things appropriately. Hopefully. That's not always the case, but ideally you you would think that'd be the case, right? Um So, and then at a minimum, I've mentioned this in recent New Year's resolution uh, content posts that I've made, but essentially some basics, if you were feeling like you needed to just start moving to get in shape, um, would be those fundamentals of wake up and drink water every morning, ideally eight to 12 ounces of it. It's the first thing that you do when you get up, you get water in your body so you can be hydrated and start the day in a hydrated state. Your body will love you. Thank you. It will give you a special hug from the inside out Um, and then go for a walk after every meal so let's just say you eat breakfast lunch dinner even if you don't eat breakfast which is a whole nother podcast and a whole nother thing i would argue with you about you should eat breakfast Uh, if you don't and you eat lunch and dinner only then go for a walk after lunch and dinner if you eat those three meals a day then go for a walk after each meal Eat breakfast, go for a walk. Eat lunch, go for a walk. Eat dinner, go for a walk. You're like, Chad, it's dark outside though when I eat dinner. That's okay. That's why they have flashlights. Or if you live in a well-lit area, that's okay. Go walk out there. You'll be all right. Unless it's actually legit very dangerous, then maybe drive to your nearest gym, to your friend's house who has a you know, uh, community workout facility in their apartment or condo complex, you know, you have that friend, call them up, be like, Hey, Jerry, can I come over? And we're going to go walk every evening at 7 PM or 6 PM on the treadmills at your community gym. Let's do this, man. Um, so those would be things, those would be some basic things, right? I've also used these examples many times for my folks who want to get in shape before they go commit to something that you could do at home, do the pushups on the countertop. Like I posted a video of my client doing hold the plank in the kitchen on the floor while you're waiting for your food to warm up or your dinner to cook in the oven, do a wall sit, do a plank, do a wall sit, do a plank. This is just some basic fundamental stuff. You could start moving your body if you've literally been doing absolutely nothing, right? But I digress and would like to go back to how I first answered the question. 
Don't feel like you need to get in shape before you go work with a professional or go do the thing. Just go do the thing and you will, by default, get in shape. And you'll actually get in shape faster because you're being guided and directed by a professional who values your progress, your success, and your health and your wellness. Okay, so that's how I would answer that question. And the third question we're going to touch on in this one is, what's the best pre-workout? Ugh, that's such, that's my favorite question sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. My favorite pre-workout, guys, is sleep. And those of you pre-workout junkies who are like, dude, come on, I just want to be jacked. I want my face to feel tingly. And I want to feel like my heart is going to blow out of my chest before I go work out. My answers are not for you because I do not buy into that crap. Um, I personally like to have a controlled heart rate when I work out. I personally don't like to have a face that feels like I want to scratch it off because the skin is tingling from the inside out. Um, And I also don't like putting synthetic sugary garbage in my body. But that's just me. And if you you know, or if you feel otherwise, that's fine. No judgment. Um, and you know, more power to you if that's how you want to feel when you work out. I just personally don't like that. My suggestions are get six, seven to eight hours of good sleep, stay hydrated. And if you do need anything, have a cup of coffee, black coffee, have some caffeine, right? Not a Red Bull, not a Monster, not whatever Bang or whatever other crazy energy drinks are out there these days. I don't even know. I don't even keep up with it because I don't do that stuff. But if you know that's your jam, my focus would or my suggestion would be coffee, right? Some caffeine, um, and that will be enough to give you a little, you know, pump, a little wiry feeling, and you could go do your thing. Uh, my other favorite thing, if you're doing any kind of conditioning, and this can also uh, help if or not not a major help, but it can be useful and provide a little dose of energy, if you will, is just eating raw dates. That's something I really I personally like to do when I do my aerobic capacity training, right? Or what I refer to as mixed modal, what some people would call crossfitty workouts, except I don't do them at high intensity. I do them at sustainable efforts. But for me personally, just getting that little dose of sugar natural sugar because it's a date, right? A piece of fruit, it's food. My body has to eat it, chew it, digest it. And because it's a date, which is like a little sugar bomb, that sugar goes into my system immediately and is ready for use. So for me, that is the type of pre-workouts I use. If I'm going in the gym earlier in the morning, which typically I don't do, not my favorite training time, but if that's you, then I would suggest the coffee, right? Um, So as far as supplements, if you were looking for an answer on like, what's the best pre-workout supplement? Again, my answer would be coffee. Uh, and not a specific brand because I'm not sponsored by any coffee brands yet. Maybe eventually. I have a friend who has a coffee plants he planted, and uh, I was really looking forward to being his, being sponsored by his coffee brand. So, Mr. Coffee, if you're out there and your coffee is producing, I'm still waiting for my trial uh, beans of coffee. Um, anyway. So guys, I hope that helps answer those three questions. What keeps our weight stagnant? It depends. Many, many things it could be, but let's start by really dissecting and auditing nutrition and your training and then all of the lifestyle practices, right? How can you get in shape at home before working with you? Please stop using that as an excuse. Just call me, DM me. Let's work together. Let's talk. And even if anything, we'll have a conversation and I'll tell you what you can do, which would be the things I already mentioned in here. Go walk after every meal, start your day hydrated, hold some damn planks and wall sits in your house while you have downtime, which is 
all the time. It's everywhere. If you just look hard enough, I guarantee you can find some. You're like, well, I got to go pick up my kids and I got to leave here in 10 minutes. I don't have time to go do a workout. 10 minutes. Do you know how many 30 second wall sits and 30 second planks you could do in a 10 minute period? Do the math. Five of each. Wait, 10 of each. Anyway, I'm not a mathematician. You know what I mean. Um, And then what is the best pre-workout? Sleep. Sleep is the shit, man. It is so good to help you work out and feel energized. Caffeine or coffee if you need some caffeine. As far as supplementation goes for pre-workouts, I don't use them. I don't advocate for any. Sorry if anyone out there is a huge advocate for pre-workout stuff. Actually, I'm not sorry. That's your jam. That's cool. Go do you. Um, But again, I like to have a controlled heart rate and the majority of my clients I work with, I like them to understand how to have a controlled heart rate and how to truly feel their body and all of the systems and all of the things in it, right? If you're feeling tired when you go to work out, there's a reason for that, right? So it could be a lack of appropriate nutrition and pre-workout food, or it could be a lack of sleep, um, or it could be a it could be poor stress management. It could be a, a, a handful of things, right? So it's like we want to address those things first, get you to understand how to actually feel energized, fired up, and ready to work out without needing some synthetic powder to shake up in your shaker cup and drink so that, again, you can have an itchy face and feel like your heart's going to blow out of your chest. I don't get that, but that's just me. Maybe it's because I'm older now, so I'm like, I don't want to feel like that. Okay, guys, so episode 30, um, I answered some questions. There are a plethora of other questions out there. I am really looking forward to diving into some of the other questions that are going to fill an entire podcast. So I will let you know when those are coming, Um, probably in one of the first or second episodes, actually, after this one, I will start filtering some of those in. Um, So thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for the support for your time, for your trust, and just for hanging out with me for this, uh, you know, 25, 30 minutes that we've been chatting now and for getting me to episode 30, guys. I didn't think I'd have a podcast many years ago, and now I'm just finishing up recording number 30. So I plan on doing more of these, ask me anything and answering your questions because it is important to me that I'm addressing the things that you guys are curious about, interested in, or just wondering my opinion or point of view on um, because there are hundreds to thousands of coaches and coaches with podcasts and health and wellness professionals who all have, you know, their things that they promote, that they suggest that they're big about. But at the end of the day, I think those of us who are truly focused and passionate about making an impact on those of you who truly want to be your best selves, live a better life, feel amazing, feel strong, feel confident, feel healthy, age gracefully, all of those things. That's, you know, there's, there's many of us that sit in that pool and we will all have essentially the same answers for you. Right. And it's all the things that I'm always preaching and talking about. And I can guarantee it's always the things that those people are preaching and talking about. Right. It's do an appropriate training program, periodize it appropriately, vary it appropriately. Kind of the same thing, right? Same thing with nutrition, eat whole real food, stop eating processed garbage, um, manage your stress, sleep well, uh, drink water and go for walks, get out in nature, breathe fresh air, get sunlight in your eyes and on your skin. All those things that are just what I call being human. So guys, I hope this episode helps you be a better human and keep rocking the rest of 2024. And we will talk to you on the next one. All right. Bye-bye.
choosing to invest your time with me today. I hope that some of the information shared is something you'll be able to implement into your own journey. And friends, please remember, you are not just here to survive, you are here to thrive.